Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my show. I'm your host, Diana Bevorosa, award-winning and best-selling author, Fire and Ice, The Journey of Transformation, The Light Within, women's advocate, award-winning singer, songwriter, and filmmaker. You can find out more about me on my website, dianabevorosa.com. I was in the first Bollywood magazine in 2019 in May. I was one of the 10 most inspirational women in the world, and the magazine was selling to support the orphanages. Uh, in India. So today, since August is Domestic Violence Prevention Month, I found some articles which are really important because so many women are being killed, especially young women, by their uh, partners, the person who promised to love them, to support them, and to protect them. And I would love for you to know the signs, the signs before the things get worse and it's really difficult to talk about it because yesterday I was talking to a mother whose daughter got shot by the person who promised to love them and she left two children to little south and they are going to grow up without their mother. So anyway, uh, please make sure that you know these signs, educate yourself, and if somebody's going to listen to this show, who knows somebody who is dealing with this kind of a abuser, a toxic person in their life, share this podcast and let them reach to me. I'll be more than happy to help them, and as always... Um, my services for the victims of domestic violence are free of charge, and I know why I'm doing this. You can find out the red flags from my book, Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice was very close to become Oscar movie, the movie, the short movie, which I'm going to post on my Facebook, and it's on YouTube. You can watch it and comment. Let me know. Let's uh, save some lives. Let's save our daughters because I know a lot of men are experiencing domestic violence as well. And today the show is going to be uh, in memory of the Gabby Petit, which was strangled. So uh, who was strangled? And again, it's really difficult for me to talk about it. And I feel very lucky to be alive today to have this radio show with you. And... um, I'm victim of domestic violence. If you read my book, Fire and Ice, you find out about my life. And I know that I almost lost my life in 2014. And I'm going to continue to be advocate and I'm going to continue to help and make sure that all the women who have experienced domestic violence and abuse um, feel that they have somebody in their life. My books are available on Amazon. My book, Fire and Ice, is very popular here in Hollywood, Los Angeles. And I'm hoping this movie to win an Oscar next year. So anyway, here's some articles I want to read for you. Uh, Domestic abuse cures fall eight-stage pattern studies, and you need to know who they are. And 
I'm going to start with the first one. What are the red flags we should look out for when we meet someone new that could indicate the person is potentially dangerous? One of the more common indications is that the person is almost too good to be true. They're very committed, they seem very interested, and in their accelerated engagement with their partner as much as they can. They want to get involved on a deeper level faster than most people would feel comfortable doing, but they're really charming and engaging. So you may miss that you're getting wound up more tightly than you intended initially. So usually they want to have sex with you right away. They start, you know, to be very pushy and they start even to blackmail you if you don't do this then you're gonna miss or you're gonna miss opportunity to be with me and maybe tomorrow i'm not going to be available and maybe after tomorrow there is going to be someone else and they start um, telling you stories about the woman who came and they wanted to have sexual intercourse with them right away but they just didn't honor that because it was too fast and stuff like this blah 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 please don't believe this story honor your gut feeling as a woman and know that this is not okay the kind of a behavior the kind of a blackmail you're receiving from this person so this is a really good red flag the other signs that could possibly show up are intense interest in who you are connected to, how and where you spend your time, and what your likes and dislikes are. Almost like they're getting a checklist of who you are. It will feel like they're gathering a profile on you, which will later make you really vulnerable. If it feels intrusive or it feels like, wow, that's a lot of information right off the top, pay attention to, the, to those feelings. And, or there is something else I wanted uh, here. If they know a lot about you, if they do, uh, did the homework and they pop up in your life and they start belittling you, pulling you down, telling you that you're not worth it, of doing this, of doing that, and you're never going to be able to succeed with this and that. Uh, just This is a good sign, again, to uh, get away of this um, relationship and make sure there is no future in it. And make sure that you never call them and don't allow them to work on your self-esteem, pull you down, and show you that they're your uh, reason in life, they're your lucky charm, and they're the ones who are going to help you, and they're the ones who are going to give you the life you always want, stuff like this. Don't believe in it at all. What is the number one indicator that makes the hair stand up on your arms and that tells you that this person is danger or of being cute? Through my years working in shelters, I have unfortunately worked with women who have been murdered. If they ever been threatened with a gun, I worried about them walking out the door or shelter. The most commonly used weapon in domestic violence homicide is a gun. Some of the other things that made me worry a lot was whether or not they were being tracked. When I first started working in this field, we didn't have the cyber stalking that's going on now. There was literally stalking. He would show up at her work or, or she would see him sitting outside her house or 
he would follow her to some place she said she was going. Particularly, if it started to escalate, I worried about what that means for her safety. I was director of a shelter in Metro Denver when we had three current or former clients murdered in a very short period of time. One was living in a shelter and had gone out to take care of some business. She drove a truck and this man had grabbed on the undercarriage of the truck and the police officer stopped her and asked her if she knew there was somebody under her truck. He ended up later killing her with a knife. That's the kind of extreme things abusers will go to monitor and track their targets. As an advocate, how do you keep going when a victim you have counseled is killed? I asked a mental health agency to come in and do trauma work with the staff around the bliss of murders. It is very hard to deal with losing someone. I always felt like, could I have done something differently? You deal with a lot of guilt. Eventually, though, I started thinking about the hundreds of women and children who had come through the shelter who had survived. I could balance my guilt a little bit by knowing there were a lot more people who had made it out. It never really makes it okay, but it makes it more tolerable. What are some signs that an intimate partner is capable of escalating toward homicide? Other types of assaults are major indicators. Is there any kind of sexual violence or sexual coercion going on? Because abusers who tend to force sexual encounters are more likely to move to legal actions. If you have a restraining order or protection order against someone and it's being violated and the frequency of violation escalates, then can be a sign that legal violence is much more likely. Also, the stalking behaviors, if they're constantly in your space, if you're getting texts all the time, if you find out you have spyware on your computer your, or your phone, or there is some kind of a tracking device on your car, those kind of monitoring behaviors are pretty big signs. Abusers readily kill themselves without taking out other people. It's almost always a murder-suicide if they're threatening suicide, that's a huge red flag. There is also abuse of threats or abuse to a pet. And of course, if there is access to a gun or threats with a gun, there are very clear signs they have that potential. When someone threatens to kill you, most advocates will say that's really an empty threat. Do you agree? Yes, I don't think abusers make empty threats and I will never under underestimate an abuser's threat, particularly that kind of a threat because you're betting with your life they're not going to kill you. It's not a bet. I'm going to have anyone take. Every abuser has a poten potential to be a killer. What do you think drives abusive partners to kill their girlfriend or wife when they're crying to love them? For the vast majority of, majority of killers, it's the ultimate measure of control. Something has triggered them and they realize they're lost control and they're not getting that person back. They come to the conclusion that the only control they have left is to kill her or kill her children. Too many of them kill the kids to punish her. There are few abusers who have mental health issues. I think about that guy who just killed his kids who was into quinone, multi-tower common, but most are not into the level of unreality, clearly making the choice they feel threatened. 
They feel like they lost control, they're angry. Their last act of revenge is to take something away from their partner that she cares deeply about. For the ones who are highly little, they go by the gun that day. They're finishing the act, so we should take all their threats seriously. What do you do if you enmeshed with a partner and suddenly come to this realization? It's abuse. It's escalated to a point where your life is in danger. If you have come to the place where it's like, I have got to get out now, then you reach out to someone who can help you think through the best and the safest strategies to do that. And that's almost always going to be domestic violence advocate, a local program near you. They're in a rail, they know what the resources are. Making a plan will help you extract yourself safely or as safely as you can, which is really critical. Is there imminent danger calling 911? Always is the first step. But if you feel like you may have some time to create a plan that allows you to get out with some strategies in a place, some finances, a place to go, that's always the ultimate goal. But the realization may come to you in a moment when you're really in danger. Calling 911 is going to be 911 is going to be your best bet to survive that moment, and then you can begin to make plans after that threat is least minimized for the moment. Uh, a lot of survivors don't leave because they think things will get better. Does this ever work out in experience? No. Never work because we are out of time. I'm going to go really quick over these uh, several um, columns here. The reality is, and most of them should recognize this if they don't, if they could stop the violence. They would have done it a long time ago. If they by themselves could get the abuser to behave differently, that would have done it a long time ago. Most survivors I have talked to have tried every strategy they have given in. They resisted, they have changed behaviors, they have cooked something different for dinner, they have stopped seeing family, they have made all kinds of adjustments to try to meet the requirements of the person's comfort and happiness, but sadly they won't ever achieve it. The goal is not to the violence to stop, but rather to the abuser to keep control over you. So it doesn't matter what you do. The goal is to always keep you off guard, keep you off balance, because that's how the abuser gets to control you. Can survivors get out on their own? A lot of women over the years have gotten out on their own pre-route when shelters were available. You can do it, but it's so much safer and you will have so much more support if you can reach out to your local domestic violence program, particularly if you have kids because the danger level is exponential, higher. We want to be there when you need us. We want to help you. Ask us. We've got resources. We can help you do this in a safer way. The end goal is really a safer community, a safer family unit, and that takes a lot of work. Doing it by yourself isn't necessary anymore. So if you are in danger, do you need separation from an abusive partner? Find a domestic violence shelter in your area at domesticshelters.org or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-SAFE. So if you know somebody who is experienced domestic violence and abuse, please go and um, share with them this podcast. I know very well how it works. It's, uh, the abusers never leave you alone. They just, um, they're like a leeches 
feeding from you, they play the victim, they play their demand, they find a company, same kind of abuser who tell them how to talk to you, control you, and they say, who are you? Come here right away. Um, who is allowing you to do that? You're my wife, and I can do whatever you want from you, and come here right away, and you should be with me right away. Don't listen to that. And I know this from experience, and I know how sick and manipulative they are. They're lying. They manipulate. They want to get their way. They want the same woman. They were able to abuse verbally and physically inside, and they want her. They want to kill her, and they are jealous of her most of the time. And there are women who are, have um, beautiful souls warm hearts who are empaths and they prey on them. They are demonic creatures who have no empathy, who have no love or anything a normal human being should have. So anyway, thank you so much for being with me. Please subscribe to my channel. Let me know what you think about it. Stay safe. Don't you ever change for anybody. Don't allow anybody to hurt you. Don't allow anybody to mistreat you. Find a way out. You can do it on your own. Get out of a situation like this and pay attention to the red flags because your life matters. And the only person who cares about it is you. And you are the only one who should look uh, for yourself. So I love you. My website is theannabellaroth.com. My book is available on Amazon. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all media places. And... Again, don't you ever settle for less for, uh, for less than what you deserve. And honor your feelings, honor who you are, honor your standards, and never settle for hurt, never play little, never allow anybody to belittle you because this is not the kind of a partner or company you should be in. This is unhealthy, this is narcissistic, and these people never change. They uh, surround themselves with such individuals who are not men. And um, the moment a man is disrespectful towards woman in any way, it's not men anymore. So I love you guys. I'm sending you all my love and light. Bring this love back into the world. We need it the most right now. Let's come together and make sure that we get rid of all the things that are ruining our lives and ruining the world. Stay safe.